My name is Erin Weideman, and you are listening to Heroes for Her. This series features candid conversations with real women who strive to balance their professional acumen with their personal values. Join me as I interview positive female role models who are working hard, loving others, and inspiring the next generation of girls to serve their unique purpose. Hi, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of Heroes for Her. My guest is Rachel Joy. Rachel is the mother of three beautiful children, Addison, Benjamin, and Everett. She is a pastor's wife. Her husband, Trevor, works at the Village Church in Highland Village, Texas. And Rachel is also the founder and director of the Sparrow Conference. She has led and taught Bible studies for over 15 years. It is Rachel's passion to see young women come to the powerful saving grace and knowledge of Jesus. It is her joy to point people to Jesus because in him alone do we find truth, freedom, identity, and purpose. Rachel, it is so wonderful to have you on the show. Welcome to Heroes for Her. I am so glad to be here. Thank you for having me. So you are busy planning and you're on countdown for this year's Sparrow Conference. What do the next weeks even look like for you? So the next few weeks are actually nutty for me, whether that be we have kind of a large organization that puts Sparrow Conference on. So we have a lead team of 10 people. We have head volunteers. We have 100 volunteers that work with us. So needless to say, that's a lot of people to manage and information to send out. But we are I'm so excited. We actually had our Sparrow launch night. We do it at the beginning of each Sparrow conference season. And we got together. We got to worship and pray and ask the Lord specifically for some things for the women that come to the conference in March. So awesome. So before we dive in, will you just tell our listeners a little bit about Sparrow? What is the conference? Yeah. So Sparrow Conference is basically our mission statement is it exists to unify and catalyze a movement of diverse young adult women to wholeheartedly pursue Jesus Christ and participate in the advancement of the gospel. And so what that means is basically we're saying Women from 18 to 35, we are gathering them together under the banner of Christ, and we are going to worship. We are going to study God's Word together. And we have a lot of women that come from different churches, different organizations, from DFW and actually across the United States. And so it's a very unifying event. And yeah, we're really, really excited about what how the Lord has built this ministry over time to reach many different types of women. So, Well, I'm definitely interested to hear about, and you know, obviously if you, I mean, even if we did a quick Google search, there are a gazillion conferences that you could go to, especially if you're a woman, you know, that it's easy to find conferences where, you know, they're encouraging, they're inspiring, but the specific age range that you're working with is 18 to 35. And I just wanted to find out, like, did God call you to that range of age specifically? Why do you feel called to impact that group of women specifically? That's right. So there are a ton of conferences out there. And so with our specific conference, the reason we kind of honed in on this specific age group is because millennial women, there's 80% of them are leaving the local church for various reasons. And and actually 66% of them that are leaving are saying they're deconverts. So those are statistics by Barna. And it's, it's kind of, they're projecting that in two generations, we'll have a 
completely post-Christian society. And so with all that said, the ball is moving very quickly in that direction and the climate is difficult and the, the waters are muddy here. So that's why we're like, you know what, we're going to talk and embrace that next generation. And I believe that when you hone in on a specific group of women, you're able to know them, you're, you're able to know kind of their DNA, the way that they tick, things like that. And so you're able to talk with them right where they're at, meet them right where they're at with the gospel and talk with them about the truth of the scriptures. And kind of what we've done is at our conference, we go over an entire book of the Bible in the conference, So, which sounds absolutely insane, but we've done it the last few years, and it's been really impactful. On the whole, these young women, they are experiencing truth by way of either social media, so that means like Instagram posts or podcasts. So these women, what I've learned is that and even our generation as well, they're master regurgitators. So they're going to listen to a podcast, they're going to watch a quick video, or they're going to turn to social media for their biblical knowledge. And we're what we're wanting to do is say, yes, all of those things are great. But first, let's go back to the scriptures. And I want you to read the scripture. And then let's talk through, you know, let's observe it, let's interpret it, let's apply it and teach them how to study the scriptures. So it it's a heavy weight, but the women, when they sit under the truth, as you know, Aaron, it brings about freedom and identity and a sense of purpose outside of yourself here on earth. So totally understand that so much. So why is the book of James the focus for this year's conference study? Yeah. So if you go to our website, sparrowconference.com, you'll see a promo video on there. And those words in the video talk about some themes in the book of James that we feel like will really impact the next generation. For example, how to be steadfast under trial. That word steadfast there means to bear up under a trial, that we wouldn't rely on our own strength, but that God through trials is building our faith. And so we're going to talk about those things at the conference. We're also going to talk about hearing and doing the word of God. And so down to like James 2 talks about partiality. This younger generation, one of the reasons they've left the local church is a sense of social justice. They want to see more social justice play out in our churches and bodies of believers. And so James speaks right to that. It speaks right to partiality. And then so all the way to, I could go on and on, honestly, about the book of James, but Faith produces action, wisdom, and the tongue, how our words matter, how they can destroy or they can build up worldliness, fighting sin, patience and suffering. I mean, all of these are themes that I feel like as a young 20-year-old, I could have really benefited from, honestly. I had not... I didn't know how to weather trials well and how to lean into the Lord. I think sometimes our knee-jerk reaction to a trial is to, you know, either white knuckle it and get it through get through it, or oftentimes we just run to those places of comfort instead of running to to Jesus. So, 
Yeah, I definitely understand that one for sure. (laughs) Yeah, I spent a lot of time, especially in my 20s. And I know so many people do. And we talk about it too, as as it's a rite of passage, like this is just something normal that you do, like you're lost in your 20s, you're, you know, you think you know, everything, you're not really into receiving anyone's help or advice, or, you know, you know, best basically in your 20s. It's just sort of just that's like the mantra. That's like the heart song of of the that generation. But I think what you're speaking to has more to do with getting out of your own way and saying, you know what, I don't have to have everything figured out. I don't have to be this strong. I have it all together. Woman who seems like all of her ducks are in a row. It's okay to be broken. It's okay to just come and sit at the feet of the Lord and and to hear his word and press press your body right up against the voice of God. That's absolutely right. And I, I feel like if you, if someone, a mentor would have spoke that to me at that early age, it really would have changed the way that my, even like my, my perfectionism and, and trying so hard and it's good to be challenged and try, but it's also, it can be so difficult at that young age. And so it's good to realize, yeah, that we can rely on him and that he is a constant source of strength for us. So as you were thinking through the book of James and all of the the themes and messages for this year's conference, is that how you came up with a theme for this year? Yes. So draw near is our theme for this year. It comes from James four and basically that draw near piece. So we know like innate within all of us, all of creation is this, all, all humans are, is this ability to, or this desire to connect, whether that be to a person or the Lord or whatever. So we have this innate desire to connect. That's what, that's the way God made us. Right. And so whether you are a believer or a non-believer, or you are a believer that is struggling, that is doubting that element that those words draw near so draw near to me and I will draw near to you that's what God says it draws us in even those words draw us into a relationship and so that is what we're hoping to do we're hoping to create an environment where these women hundreds of women from all over can draw near together and then draw near to the Lord yeah so awesome. So you have a lineup of speakers who are going to be there this year pouring into these women. Jamie Ivy, I saw is on the list. And if you're listening to we had Jamie on the podcast, she's episode 17. So if you do a quick iTunes search, here's for her episode 17. Jamie is amazing. But will you talk about I mean, you can talk about her too. But who else is in the lineup to speak this year? Who did you really feel called to include and have just this this message of hope and inspiration poured over these women? Yeah, so we have a really great lineup, lots of different backgrounds, different stories. Uh, Yeah, so our first guest, Jada Edwards, is an incredible teacher. She is here in Dallas, and her husband is the pastor of One Community Church that was recently planted. I guess it's been five years. They've planted from Oak Cliff Bible Church. Anyway, she is going to, you know, I love her so much. She just brings all sorts of just truth, but then she's incredibly vibrant when she does it. And she's a storyteller and she teaches with real vulnerability, which I love this generation. We, you know, we, this young generation we want, will follow leaders with limps. We love the vulnerability. We want to learn from people's stories. And so that's what Jada brings. And then we've got Jen Wilkin, who is an incredible Bible teacher. I have had the joy of knowing her for years and seeing the Lord just use her in mighty ways to affect women's biblical literacy. So she's got a book out. She's got several books out. And so does, so does Jada. 
but they are incredible teachers. And then what we've done is we have testimony elements where we bring in different women to share their testimony. So Lauren Chandler will be telling her testimony as well as leading us in worship. She is incredibly gifted there as well as Monica Zuniga from We Are Unveiled. We love Monica. We <laughs> Oh, that girl. She is awesome. <laughs> she is incredible. I tell you what, I um, she has a place in this next generation. She is such a leader, and I'm so grateful to have her. Melissa Ice, she runs a nonprofit out of Fort Worth. She will be with us, and her and her husband are just incredible people. <laughs> I think they own like 10 businesses or something like that, but we're loving Melissa Ice. And like you said, Jamie Ivy, Latoria, she will be with us sharing her story. She is a rapper and uh, grew up here in Dallas. So she is going to be sharing her story as well. Kat Armstrong. I mean, I, I just, we have an incredible lineup. We've got like, <laughs> we've got about 15 women kind of coming at you. So Kat Armstrong from Polished, as well as Jen Sprinkle from the Well Studio, just an incredible, incredible lineup of women who have incredible stories and are godly. They just, you know, just spew the word of God. It's great. I'm excited to hear from them. So awesome. So if I'm looking to come to the conference, you know, what do I expect when I arrive? What can I expect to see? Who can I expect to meet? How is how is it sort of structured? And what are you hoping that people will, will really pull out of it? Yeah. So we are arts infused. Um, and that means that we have different women. Like I said, we have a base of 130 people who put this conference on. And what's amazing about the volunteer side of things is all of these women are using their gifting in crazy ways. So we have a lot, of, we have a creative team. So when they walk in the door, the first comment we always get at zero is it's so beautiful. <laughs> and so these women just, I mean, it looks like you walk by an anthropology store. I mean, it's just that it's that cool and different and and beautiful. And so anyway, we have lots of artists there that that kind of live out their gifting at the conference. So anyway, you will be greeted with lots of warm faces. They'll help you get in the conference. And then after that, what's exciting is that we have elements of worship, elements of prayer. What I love, we're doing a segment right now throughout the conference, and it's called their defined prayer segments, where you take elements of James, like partiality, and then you bring it. So you you study it in the Greek of what James meant for it then, and then you bring it into present day. So what does partiality look like for our culture today? And as you can tell with the election, the current climate, we are what she's going to do. We have different speakers that are going to be doing these defined prayer segments, but they're going to bring it into culture today, talk about what's going on in our culture and in the news. And then we're going to turn to one another and be able to pray over those things specifically. And so it's exciting because we've always been asked with, we have almost a thousand women that attend. And so the hard part about that is that that small group element is not always, we're not able to do that, but this is going to be a great area where women can gather together and pray about the specifics of James. So there's those elements down to main sessions. We've got breakouts, so they can expect three incredible breakouts. Jen Wilkins is going to do How to Study the Bible. Jamie Ivey is going to lead us with a panel discussion over how do you know what your gifts are and how do you use them to glorify God? And that should be a really great breakout. And then finally, we have 
another breakout on singleness and marriage. And Aaron, we do those together because, you know, it's a holistic approach. Like we want to know about single women. We want to know about married women. We want to know the struggles of both. And we just want to be an educated community of believers where we're, we're talking about all the elements, no matter where God has you, whether that be married or single. So I love hearing about all this too, because it's so, I, I could just hear with everything that's going on, how much it's grown you know, yeah. since since the first one. So will you talk a little bit about that very first Sparrow Conference and how it's different today than it was when it started? Yeah, I, honestly, I can't, I can't even believe it. It's blown my mind. So Sparrow actually started in my home. It was a home group through the Village Church here in Flower Mound. And <laughs> it was 25 women that gathered together and we were talking about our past, our present, and, and, and where God had us in the future. And, and we started meeting together and praying each week. And we started talking about this, you know, how the truth of the scriptures brings about freedom and freedom brings about this new identity in Christ that we don't, we don't have to be, you know, a lot of times our identity can be in a man, it can be in our jobs, it can be in a, you know, a myriad of things. And so what's so exciting is that in Christ, we have a new identity in him alone. And then after identity, it's, it's neat to see the girls it was really cool to see the girls get on mission with purpose. So God gives us a new purpose. We have new lenses to see the world around us and maybe our mission here. And so that first Sparrow conference, we started dreaming about it. It was in Denton, Texas. It was predominantly UNT students and we talked about those pillars, truth, freedom, identity, and purpose. And so it was very grassroots. And I am so thankful. I look back at those times and think, Lord, you are so good and gracious to us because some of it was a hot mess. I'm not going to lie. I mean, it was hilarious. <laughs> of course it was. You know, you're like, is the sound equipment working? I don't know. Like we laughed and just what it was the greatest experience because we all met with the Lord that weekend and it was good, but it was also, you know, you just learn, you learn. And I had a team then of, you know, eight people, eight people were putting this conference on. And so since then, we moved to Dallas and now we serve over 10 college campuses. And our heart is for the church that these women would go back to the local church and go the long haul with the local church experience, you know, community, deep community, mentorship, counseling, if they need things like that. And so we partner with many churches in the DFW area. And so it's just, it's a, it's crazy to see how much God has has grown Sparrow and and how he keeps bringing women from lots of different backgrounds, different ethnicities, socioeconomic groups, and we're able to, you know, worship the Lord together, learn together, grow together. It's been it's been a ride. I will tell you that much, and I still can't believe it. <laughs> it's so cool because when you think about it too, you're you know, and and in prepping for this interview, I was like, you, you always hear like, okay, this one person started this conference, or like this one person wrote this book, and all of the you don't realize, and you said the word together a second ago that it it really is this team of people. And so my next question for you is, who 
in those early days, like when you're, you know, you're, you were like, okay, God's calling me to do something. He's calling us to create this, this, you know, place for women to come and we want to pour encouragement over them and, and get something going. Who were the people, I mean, were there mentors in your life? Were there people speaking and praying over this? Who were the people in your life that saw, that helped to see this through to become what Sparrow is for now so many people today? Yeah. So, you know, when the Lord puts this kind of dream and vision in your heart, (laughs) sometimes you want to keep it to yourself because you're like, oh my gosh, are these people going to think I'm crazy? And so I remember the first time I told someone about it it was my roommate from college. Actually, she lives up here and goes to the village church as well, or she did at the time. And anyway, I remember telling her about it and she was like, you got to do it. You got to do it. And so from that circumstance to, I just have really dear friends here that we were in a Bible study group together and we had a a mentor named Mari Hunley and she ignited some passions in all of us and saw gifting and pushed us in areas. And so that to just just dear friends. I can, I mean, the list goes on and on. Lauren Chandler has been such an advocate for, for me personally and for this ministry as well as, I mean, I can, Natalie Patterson, Kristen Holloman, Faith. I mean, there are just tons of girls that have, that have said, I have this gifting. Let me, let me use it here. So yeah, it just, it takes a village. It takes a ton of women to catch that vision and just really like be wrung out in their gifting for it, you know? And so I'm just, I'm grateful, like beyond grateful, because like I said, I probably, I could not do this on my own. Totally not. <laughs> and no discredit to you, but it's just, it does take, yeah. and I love that your church is called the Village Church, because every time I think of that, I'm like, it does take a village. It takes a village to raise kids. It takes a village to do to do this and put it on and and um, just the work that goes into it. You know, I think if, if people do have that big idea, they can seem like, oh, that can maybe stop them right there. And they can say, oh, this is too daunting or it's too much work or I don't know how. But this is how we get through these things. You know, God puts an idea inside us and then he puts people in our path to help us bring it to fruition for his glory. That's so it's, right. it, it, it isn't something you have to do alone. Oh, yeah. What's crazy to me is that as God kind of changes, like grows it and changes it, he continues to bring women in. So I here I went to Texas A&M. I have a history degree. It's hilarious because I was just talking to a friend yesterday and she has a marketing background and she's built an entire marketing team for us. And it's just hilarious because I looked at her and I'm like, thank God I don't have to do your job because I don't know how. No, you right. Know? Like how would that work? <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know anything about that. And so just a grace of the Lord, I was talking to all of our kind of leadership the other day and we were talking through how in first Peter it talks about being stewards of God's grace and that we all have gifting, right? And it takes all of our gifting together to move to create this movement, right? And so that I I'm just completely humbled when I look around at the conference and I see all of these women living out just their gifting and using it to glorify God and to make to make much of his name, you know? Totally. I was going to ask you too, and and it sounds like that is a rewarding part of what you're doing. But what has been, I mean, this whole journey and putting it together and, you know, it it being so much work, but, but seeing God move through the conference, especially as it's grown, what's been the most rewarding part for you? Man, I'll tell you this, the most rewarding part 
to me is I, I actually have, I have two daughters. And so, in fact, I forgot to tell you this. I, I have since that bio, I have had another child. Oh, praise <laughs> God. That's amazing. Congratulations. How, how hilarious awesome. is that? So That's so I am great. Mama four, and that should tell you something, right? Like I, I forgot to put the fourth child in my bio. Oh, yeah. And- no one's, no one cares. Don't even worry about it. It's all good. Not that we don't care about your fourth baby, but just you know, it's okay if you haven't updated everything like yes. immediately after it happened. It's fine. Oh, <laughs> Our little one is three months old, and oh, so, cool. but I have a daughter that's eight, and. So to see, so obviously I work from home and it's a lot of work, this conference. And to, so to, to bring her along and to, and to show her, you know, mommy cares about the Lord and she cares about this family. And then not only that, but we're going to be rung out for the gospel. And so what does that look like? So I bring her with me everywhere. She comes to the conference. She usually, she's, usually in the volunteer room, like tasting all the snacks, you know, but she is with me and it has been just a gift from God to do this with her because she, she sees the girls, she sees the change. She sees just a generation of women being changed by the truth of the scriptures. And so it's just my greatest joy to watch Addie be a part of this and to watch her story unfold. And so it's just, it's been great. I'm like wiping tears away as I think about Rooney and she's only two and a half, but every once in a while she gets to come to, you know, some things with me or if I go speak to a, a church group or, you know, if, if something's going on like a Bible Bells event or something, she's there. And I, it's, I feel the same way. And I love thinking about like when she gets to be Addie's age and, and how that's going to be something that impacts her for the rest of her life. She's going to remember, you know, this is what mom did. And these were all the women they were, they were out and they weren't afraid to talk about the truth. They weren't afraid to talk about Jesus and who they were created to be in him and what their purpose is and just making that conversation super real and just part of their, you know, what, what, what she's learning on her own, but what you guys get to experience together. It's such a blessing. That's right. It is. It really is. I cannot believe we have to wrap up. We are out of time. These episodes always go so fast. So, um, so fast. it has I just, I know it's been such a joy to have you on. Rachel, we do something quick at the end of each episode. It's called The Scoop. It is three rapid fire questions. Are you ready? Oh, goodness. Okay. <laughs> no pressure, girl. I know you, you know, new baby and everything, but we'll, we'll keep it simple. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. So obviously our, our podcast is called Heroes for Her. We love celebrating and highlighting real heroes for girls. When you were a little girl, who was your hero? Mm. Well, if I'm, <laughs> this is probably, probably pretty hilarious, but I, Pippi Longstocking, no. <laughs> um, totally. And her crazy braids and that weird ship. <laughs> and, her, and her, just her vibrant life. And she's, jumping and skipping and having these adventures and she can, I don't know. She just has this vibrance about her. So anyway, yeah. So Pippi Longstocking was my jam. Also (laughs) full house, like all the girls loved all those girls. But then, um, really my family is who, who were heroes to me. I, we, I grew up in a Christian home. And so to see my mom and my dad pursue God, in different ways throughout their lives, different seasons brought different ways they were pursuing God. But I can look back and look at them and be like, wow, it's just, it's incredible. It's such a heritage of, of faith. And so I'm thankful. Yeah. My mom and my dad, I love them. (laughs) Second question. What is a piece of advice that you have received that's impacted your life in a powerful way? 
Mm. Probably uh, my dad growing up, he would always say, do your best and forget the rest. And so, and I know that sounds silly, but I really struggled with perfectionism and approval as a child. I was first born, so clearly that was the case. And so my dad would always kind of sit me down and he was, he was a good dad. He just would talk with me about all of my emotions. You know, little girls have tons of emotions (laughs) and he would just say, baby, do your best and then forget the rest. Like do what God's called you to do. And then don't, don't worry about the fringe. Don't worry about all the details. Like you do, you be faithful is what I heard in that. And so, um, yeah, I talk to my own kids about that now. It's, it's funny. I'm like, baby, y'all, y'all do your best and then forget the rest. It's going to be okay. So yeah. Third question. If you could have a secret superpower, what would it be? Oh my goodness. Okay. So right now, obviously having four kids and a young baby, I just want to shower. Like I just want to take a shower. That is not a superpower. That is a normal thing that people do that you are encouraged to do. But I totally get it. Like I have, I have one baby and I hardly have time to have showers. So I totally get it. (laughs) You know, like the superpower, like I just would love to be able to snap my fingers and like be, be ready to go. Like ducks in a row. Clean. Everything's picked up. Lunch is loaded. You know, like, those lunches are killer in the morning when you got to get your kids to school. I mean, I'm like, I need lunches packed, showered. I I just need to have like uh, something other than my pajamas on, you know? (laughs) (laughs) No, you don't. It's fine. (laughs) It's fine. It's fine. (laughs) I love it. Rachel, as we wrap up, where can people find out more about Sparrow Conference and just connect with you, register? You know, what, what are all the details that people need to know? Yeah, please go to sparrowconference.com and you can purchase tickets there or through Eventbrite. If you Google Sparrow Conference, it will come up. And then you can find me on social media platforms, rachel.r.joy on Instagram and Twitter and all the things, all the things. Yeah, you can find me there. Perfect. Rachel, thank you so much for being here. It has been awesome. Oh, thank you so much, Erin. Just excited to be on here. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoyed our conversation, please be sure to rate and review us on iTunes. If you have any questions, thoughts about the episode, or ideas about how we can come together and support our girls, we would absolutely love to hear from you. You can email us at hello at biblebells.com. Just let go.